This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. Hello, hello. Today's episode is very, very special because we have our first ever special guest on the Voice Hugs podcast. He is the president of our Voice Hugs fan (laughs) club. Please welcome... Rowena's boyfriend, Jams. <laughs> Yay! Thanks for Yay. having me. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> we are so happy to have you on the podcast today. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling nervous, but excited. I had a late night last night helping my dad finish his taxes, so I woke up not in the best shape. But then I took a shower, got ready, and ramped up, got ready for this podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Viv's going to do most of the most of the questioning and then boyfriend and I mostly boyfriend is going to be on the hot seat. Woohoo. I love this because that just means less talking for me. <laughs> <laughs> less banter for Vivian. Always always a good time. <laughs> is that what you guys are optimizing for? As little banter as possible. So when Viv and I were planning what's going to be this weekend's episode, we were both honestly a bit tired so we're like okay maybe we should not record and then we remember james has mentioned or he's been very patiently waiting for his official invite to come join boys hugs podcast because he's just been listening for so long and honestly has helping us so much with you know reminding us to banter more so we thought it'd be perfect to have him come on the podcast to just banter teach us how to banter share some stories and have a good time what is this episode 17 you guys waited 17 episodes to finally invite me (laughs) (laughs) no comment (laughs) we're just getting ramped up and i think it took us a while to get used to talking into a mic and then now it took us 17 episodes to turn on the video and then to get a guest on so it's only gonna go up from here I love it. I love it. It's been really cool to see like all of the progress since the first episode too, because it's really, really difficult. As you know, I've been trying to get my own podcast off the ground and Mm -hmm. I have currently zero episodes. (laughs) It's really, really hard. So you've recorded a few though, right? You've recorded a few. At least you've tried. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't even come up with a name for my podcast. The startup startup podcast. I'm I'm just, I'm just stuck. I'm just stuck there. Yeah. The startup startup (laughs) podcast. James 
put his like put some keywords in an AI podcast name generator and it gave him the startup startup podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty clever. <laughs> Why don't we start with an introduction of James? James and Rowena did do a YouTube video on Rowena's channel. If you haven't checked it out, it was uploaded in February 2021. It's a great video. I actually watched it last night and I was smiling the entire time. I, this is not even my first time watching it and I know both of you guys personally. I've never seen it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, really? I think I blacked out. I think I blacked out when we were filming it. I was super sweaty and then I blacked out so I don't remember anything that I said. So are you so, black? Maybe don't. you're blacked out right now as well. Maybe, maybe. It's a weird feeling knowing you're blacked out while blacked out. <laughs> we'll ask you at the end of this episode. Do you remember anything, James? <laughs> I take no responsibility for anything I said. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out that video, it's there. Um, and for today's episode, it's going to be more conversational. And I'm actually very curious to hear more about James's side on the early stages of the relationship because obviously I know Rowena's side of the story and why don't you share your love story with our listeners? Yeah, so we can get a better understanding of your relationship as a couple, when it started, how did it start, and maybe your first impressions of each other. And both of you guys can chime in at any time. Take it away, James. Well, Ro and I met at a wedding. I was officiating the wedding, so I was also blacked out. At the, at the <laughs> James is just always blacked out. For someone who never drinks, a, he's always blacked out. As I always am when I'm giving any kind of talk, I just completely zone out. No, uh, we were at a friend's wedding. I was officiating the wedding. So for the first half of the wedding or so, I was like running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to make sure everything was going smoothly. I didn't mess up our friend's most important day of their life. The whole day was really, really hectic. And then later during the ceremony, or later actually during the reception, when uh, everyone was dancing, one of our mutual <laughs> friends came up to us and just basically said, James, meet Ro. Ro, meet James. And just like walked away. And I was like standing there. I was like, wait, what? What's going on? Who is, who is this person? And then so we just kind of started talking a little bit, like just kind of asking each other about where we grew up, what we do you know, how we're friends with the couple, everything like that. And then a five-minute conversation became a 10-minute conversation, 10 became 20, 20 became 30. And as you know, like at a wedding, it's kind of like an eternity just to be sitting in the corner talking. We're standing. Um, but we were just having a lot of fun. Yeah. You're standing awkwardly. You're leaning on a piano because uh, yes. you didn't know how to stand. to be as smooth as possible. <laughs> That's right. I didn't, I was, <laughs> I was blacked out, so I didn't know how to actually... <laughs> position my legs and my hands so it was all very awkward anyway so yeah so we ended up having a great conversation at the uh wedding funnily enough our mutual friends were taking a photo in the photo booth the two of us also squeezed in so we now have also a photo with the two Aww. of us together at the photo booth as well to commemorate that night together yeah and then when i got home you know i you know enjoyed our conversation i didn't think too much about it, I would say. But I also wanted to get to know Ro better. And so I asked our mutual friends for her number because I know that Ro's DMs probably are getting blown up every day with lots and lots of people. And so I didn't want to get lost in the mix. So I asked my friend for Ro's number 
sent her a text message afterwards, and uh, lo and behold, she responded. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. So I have a question. When your when your mutual friend first connected you both at the wedding, did you know who Rowena was at all? Like, did you have any context? Did you know of her? Did you know she was a YouTuber? I think her name had come up probably like three years before that, just as like a friend you should meet. And then I had no other context beyond that. So when I got connected to Ro, like literally didn't remember anything. <laughs> I, just, I didn't. She was like, I'm a YouTuber. I'm like, great. You work at YouTube? That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I really had very, very little context. And I think just even given how hectic that night was, because I was again running around with like a little black notebook, making sure that like my speech was ready and everything like that. I, I didn't like have it. I was basically starting from fresh. Well, as you guys can hear, James is very, very well-spoken. So I'm sure you did an amazing job officiating the wedding. That speech changed both of your lives forever. Right? Right, Rowena? Oh, yes. Yes. As you guys know. It was know. so phenomenal yeah. that Rowena... I was first... Okay, the first time I heard about James was probably like five years or maybe even a few more years prior to that because we have a bunch of mutual friends again it was always he's someone you should meet you guys are very similar you can get along like you'll probably get along really well and so at the wedding when I first sat down in the is it the reception the first part of the ceremony yeah the first part of the ceremony is the ceremony yeah okay (laughs) during the ceremony (laughs) I sat down and someone asked like oh do you know who he is I'm like oh no it's like oh that's James I'm like okay great like I don't care like you know it has nothing to do with me <laughs> and then the speech started and I was like oh and then his voice oh and then the content of his speech oh and then after that I went up to our mutual friend and was like hey can you introduce me to James and she's like oh my god you haven't met him yet I'm like no you've been telling me to meet him for five years but I haven't met him so that was kind of how everything happened on my end I actually saw Rowena the day before the wedding. Rowena and I don't see each other often. And so a lot of the times when we do meet up, it's like a long catch up. And so she was talking to me about how she had this feeling that this was going to be the year that she doesn't think she's going to be single anymore. She thinks that she's going to find her person this year. And then literally like 24 hours later, I get a text from her. Viv. (laughs) (laughs) I met the one. (laughs) I met someone last night and I was like, oh my God, no way. And I feel like just how that all played out so beautifully, like the timing of it all on Rowena's end, given that, you know, I knew her and her side of the story. I was like, wow, it is so true that when you focus on yourself, the things that you want, I don't know if it's like manifesting, but it really felt like all of it fell together at the right place right time and yeah like look at you guys now it's so amazing to see how you guys have grown as a couple in the last two years and see how Rowena Mm. has blossomed into a beautiful young woman I think I think one thing about Ro too is that of all my friends that I've met she's definitely one of the types of people who like when she sets her heart on something she really goes after it, which mm-hmm. is a true definition of a go-getter. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think it's not that surprising, you know, to hear that story. 
to hear that like she's like oh if i set my mind to this particular thing right like that she that things will happen whether from the universe arranging things in her favor or just from her like putting in the effort to actually make it happen so yeah it's a uh, very very raw that story so something that has stuck out to me about your relationship from the very beginning is that you started this relationship long distance. Rowena was in New York and James, you were in San Francisco. And even now, you guys are still doing a bi-coastal long distance relationship. Yeah, bi-coastal makes it sound so much cooler than it actually is. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about um yeah how that's been like i'm curious what is the longest you guys have gone without seeing each other and what is the longest you guys have been able to spend together in you know one time span i think the longest that we haven't seen each other is probably two two and a half months it was when i was really really busy with work and we both talked about how it'd be easier for me to get the project that i was working on done first before seeing each other rather than like constantly traveling around and trying to adapt and adjust I would say it's definitely been challenging for sure. Like I think that both of us are pretty optimistic people and so we don't talk about how challenging it is all the time. We just try to block it out and pretend that everything is normal and everything is great. But I think, you know, something that I know that you two have talked about on previous episodes is like around setting agreements and setting expectations. It's not just living bi-coastally, but it's also a time zone difference as well there's yeah. a pretty big difference like sometimes when Rose is ready to get to bed and she wants to wind down before sleep like it's my dinner time so then if I have you know dinner plans or if I just want to eat something real quick and I'm like oh but I actually want to spend some quality time with her you know online it can be really challenging and vice versa like she'll wake up in the morning she'll have a little bit of free time and it's like 6 a.m <laughs> in LA you know and I'm still sound asleep so I think that some of the scheduling has been really challenging in terms of getting that time in but the flip side of it is that a lot of it has been you know when you talk over facetime you don't really take a lot of the time for granted and so you actually spend more time talking rather than just doing things together and so we've had actually ironically deeper conversations over facetime than oftentimes like in person and i think the time apart actually gives us a time to reevaluate things and continue to chat through any challenges that we're facing, um, get to know each other better. And then when we're together, it's like we plan little trips or little things to do together. So it's a little bit of a different flavor depending on if we're together or not. So well said. I mean, I feel like I didn't I didn't know that these were challenging times that you had to block out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I I understand what you're saying. I think there were definitely moments. I think for me the most challenging time was because we first met right before the pandemic hit. There was a period of time where we didn't know when we'd see each other next. And I think that not knowing part, especially in long distance relationships is probably the hardest. But ever since then, and I think even while you're, you know, working through your project, it was very clear that we're working towards a finished goal or finish time frame together even if it was or if even if it were postponed um we're both very clear like going into it that like this is kind of what we were gonna do what we were planning and I think we we've been together for two years now that if I don't talk to you for an evening I'm not gonna cry you know not that I did before but back then when it was so fresh you're just like I just want to talk to you I just want to see you 
So I think overall, I actually low-key enjoy the long distance because I feel like it still allows you to have your own life while still, you know, when you do come together, it's a beautiful thing. But I think something that I've grown to value and something that I, you know, James and I talked about earlier on, this like analogy that I had is before I used to make the person I'm with my world, like he will become my world. But I think as I got older, the more I learned about myself and setting boundaries for myself and, you know, asking myself what I really want is I want someone like I want my world and I want my partner's world. And it's kind of it's more like a Venn diagram when we're building together. But like he still has his world and I still have my world. And like we're side by side, like moving forward together, because I feel like in that way, you're still I don't know. I think there's value in always being your own person in that way it allows us to grow individually so that when we're together or when we're facetiming or you know when we're talking through things we can be like a greater unit because we spend that time working on ourselves separately something that stands out to me about your relationship is that i think you guys really took the time to build that foundation it's the conversations that you guys have, you know, very early on, very consistently. And the long distance forces you as a couple to have those conversations. Otherwise, the relationship wouldn't be, you know, especially mm-hmm. because you started started it in the way that you did doing long distance. Yeah. So do you guys have any plans on being on the same coast anytime soon? Well, one thing I will say too is like, I think Ro gets all the credit for a lot of the communication because she's by nature a much more direct person than I am. Typically, I am the type of person that is, I find it hard to communicate what I want and ask for what I want more directly. And I think that especially doing long distance when communication is so important, it's important for both people to communicate their needs and wants as much as possible. So there's so many times that I kind of want to hold something in to myself and say, oh, like, I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not going to do it. But then just being in a relationship with Ro over time has gotten me to open up more. And I'm consciously catching myself thinking to myself like, oh, you know what? Like, I should ask for it. Right? The worst case scenario is that there's a momentary level of discomfort in asking. But then the long term is that we're both going to grow individually, but more importantly, as a relationship because I actually express my needs or my boundaries or things like that. And so because she's been much more direct than I am, she's trained me to (laughs) speak up for my needs. And I think that's been fantastic. I think in terms of the moving together... Before you go there, I I have to also say that even though I may be more direct, I feel like you're really good at facilitating conversations or you're good at creating frameworks and asking the right questions and creating a safe space for me to talk about these things. Because I think it's easy, especially in the beginning of their relationship, to want to reserve things or hold back or not want to come off too strong or not come off. And you know, you're just like, it's really confusing. But anytime I was going through something, I actually, like, as a very avoidant person, I would just walk away or I just, like, clam up. But you help me open up and by doing that, you know, asking the right questions, really caring and like genuinely wanting to know and like wanting to fix, you know, whatever problem that we're going through. I think that was also really helpful because it's kind of like 
<laughs> we have this saying i think we've shared about this before on the podcast is someone has to be the adult and i think nine out of ten or like 9.9 out of 10 times you're the one kind of like leading the conversation in a in a more mature way while i'm like throwing a fit or throwing a tantrum so i think in that way it's also you've also done a lot and you've helped give me a lot of frameworks and like shown me how like patient and thoughtful you are when it comes to these conversations so that I try to do that in my own way even though there's a long way to go with my lack of patience <laughs> Viv's gonna think that we came on this podcast to compliment each other she's not gonna she's not gonna she's not gonna invite us back anymore we're just I'm like smiling the entire time for those who are just listening to audio like I'm smiling the entire time because it's so cool to see two people like make it work and make it work in such a healthy way and I think a lot of times it's hard to find you know healthy balanced relationships and I'm not saying that your relationship is perfect either I'm just saying that like being able to have a conversation and share it with the world and for us to be able to feel it and for me personally just being friends with both of you guys it's very inspirational to see how you can make a relationship work long distance bi-coastally having these conversations where you're both very open to reaching you know you guys have a goal in the relationship and it's very very present and obvious to me that it's at the center of you know everything that you guys do yeah (laughs) thanks viv yeah yeah so i have a question for james Given that you didn't know she was a YouTube video, uh, YouTube video. Given that you didn't <laughs> I am know- a YouTube video. <laughs> Sometimes she is a YouTube video. Yeah, given that you didn't know she was a YouTuber, when you did find out that Miss Rowena has a following, she's been on YouTube for at that time maybe four, four or five years. Did you feel intimidated? Did you watch any of her videos prior to like getting to know her? I think it's always interesting to hear from the partner of someone who creates content. Yeah, I mean, now might be a good time to reveal that this is the only reason I'm dating her. <laughs> no, I think that actually now that you asked that question, I'm surprised that I didn't do more stalking. Like I think after we met the first day, I reached out we started texting, but I didn't go and watch like a ton of your videos or go through all of your Instagram photos. Maybe that just makes me a bad stalker or a bad (laughs) researcher. Or maybe you just wanted to get to know me for who I was. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. But I think that at the time I was just trying to get to know you and I didn't think of it as like, Oh, I got to go watch all these videos, all this content that, this person has created that's put that, that they've put online. In fact, I think the, the thinking that I had was, wow, this is really unique and different from the world that I come from because I'm typically immersed in the tech world for better or worse. And so most of my friends were either founders or work in tech and, and things like that. And I hadn't, I think up to that point really met a creator. And so I honestly was probably only scratching the surface of the types of questions I should have been asking. Like, I didn't really even know what to ask, right? I'm like, how do you make your money? <laughs> like, like, wow, isn't it hard to come out with content? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, where do you get your ideas from? I mean, just like now that I've looked behind the curtain, it's just so fascinating even now of seeing how different her like work 
and her life is than mine in a really like fascinating, exciting way. I'm like, ooh, like I'd rather work on your thing than my thing sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, but back then I, I really had no idea. I was like, oh, cool, a YouTuber. I'm like, okay, they make videos. I used to make videos for my fifth grade Spanish class. Like, we're the same. <laughs> He thought I was a cute productivity girl. Oh. Like the, like the cute sticker, pen, stationary, productivity type girl. So do you watch all of her videos now? Yes, I watch all of her videos. I usually watch them a couple of times because I usually get a little pre-publishing draft that I get to look over. I religiously listen to every episode of Voice Hugs, my favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. I play it out loud in my car as I'm driving. Yeah. I jam to that intro and the outro music. I love it. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, for, for me, it's just really fun, right? Because again, it's a break from what I normally do. And I'm already, I already love to consume a lot of content. I already listen to a ton of podcasts. I watch a ton of YouTube, Twitch, et cetera, everything. And so obviously being able to consume content from people that I know um, and have a little sneak peek into the behind the scenes is just so much cooler. You know, it's like getting the Universal Studios studio tour, <laughs> seeing all the behind the scenes of the props. And then you get to watch the final film and see how it all comes together. So it's, it's always really, really cool. Yeah. So being someone who obviously has a very intimate role in Rowena's life, is there something that her viewers, her listeners, they don't get to experience just watching her videos or just listening to her podcast? Is there something that it's fun and interesting to share about Miss Rowena? You have permission to go anywhere you want to go. <laughs> Well, you know, one of the things that you guys talked about in the last episode that doesn't usually come through, you know, on camera is that she doesn't shower. So <laughs> hey, I don't not shower. I just don't like showering. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of another answer. I, I just feel like Ro is very open about who she is online and who she is on this podcast or in her videos is very similar to who she is in person. I would say that much like everyone else, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> my, brain just, my brain just stopped. Did you black out from blacking out and you sobered up and then you're yeah. about to black out again? <laughs> yeah. I'm just fading in and out of consciousness. <laughs> Shifting. <laughs> Phasing. I mean, I, I think... I am who I am in front of the camera and also on this podcast, but there's just, an, I think like every human is so multifaceted and I actually, I was going to, I change depending on who I, like I, I feed off of other people's energy. So if I'm around like a very like high energy, fun, funny friend, then that's who I become. And then if I'm with like Viv or James talking about like deeper things and like that's you know what I'm gonna be so I think she just called us not funny yeah <laughs> that's no, no, what I heard no no no, no 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 like during the podcast during like right now no I'm just kidding yeah no we're having a great time guys we're having so much fun um I think it's like the fun side of Row. I think hasn't been able to shine as much in my videos and maybe in this podcast I think generally speaking, a lot of people watch a YouTube video or they listen to a podcast and that's kind of like the only side of someone that you get to see. But I think one of the things that makes Rose content so powerful is that 
just like everyone else listening, she's like human too, right? So for example, what I get to see behind the scenes is that when she's doing and putting together a video, there is a lot of resistance. There's a lot of procrastination. There's a lot of going back and forth and doubting herself. Like, is this the topic that I want to do? Did I tell the story the right way? What if people won't like it? And then all of that results in a video that gets published online looks super polished, but behind the scenes, she's just as human as everyone who's watching. And I think that's one of the powerful parts of the content is that even though she's speaking from a place of providing advice or guidance, etc., she's very much also going through the same kinds of challenges and resistance that everyone else is feeling. And so that makes it much more relatable. I can totally see that. And I think because as Rowena's friend, I get to see the behind the scenes as well. I forget that as a viewer or as a listener, you really do get this polished Rowena. And there's such a silly side to her that doesn't really come out because you don't really talk about that when you're talking about productivity or, you know, your morning routine or things like that, whatever is talked about on YouTube. And so it reminds me of, and we can cut this out, Ro, if you want me to, but it reminds me of... Rowena is so silly sometimes. Like, she is my only friend who will just, like, burp in your face. Like, (laughs) just, like, also just, like, let it rip. And you don't, you just would not ever imagine. The first time that happened to me, I was, like, so taken aback. I literally, I literally needed, like, like, 30 seconds to recover. The burping or the farting? The the burping. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that too. But your burps are so loud. And I've never heard anyone burp that loud in my life before. And I was like, wait, did you, I asked, I literally asked her, I was like, did you train yourself to, to burp that loud? And she's like, yeah, I did. It was a lot of practice. I was like, wow, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. And it's like, she knows because, you know, these things, like for me, I usually step out of the room or I try to do it silently, but that's just me. Like, I'm just a little bit more self-conscious about these things. But I feel like with Ro, she's just like, she knows it's going to make you feel uncomfortable. So she does it even more in your face to make you laugh. Exactly. And I love exactly. it because I'm like, wow, that is true vulnerability right there. Yeah. Like she, After a while, she told me, she's like, that's how I show love. I was like, okay, got it. It's, it's how I show I'm comfortable with someone. And it was trained by my seven guy cousins. <laughs> you had to fight for yourself at a young age, and that's how I asserted my dominance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Powerful, powerful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back in December, I got to spend some time with both Rowena and James. We went to Malibu. And something that was very unique about both of them to me was that they're both entrepreneurs. Like they're both their own CEO. And I think that's such a unique experience in and of itself. You know, just both of you guys as individual people having that as your career. Now, both of you guys together, you know, as a couple, I'm curious to know what are the pros and cons of dating someone who is also an entrepreneur? Because I I would imagine that there are pros in the sense that you understand each other's careers and, you know, the time that you have to put into building a business or a brand. At the same time, I would imagine that some cons would be lack of maybe time spending together or, yeah. Um, Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. You answered the question for us. That's it? No. No, you're right. So I think the the major pro is that both of us understand 
what we're going through. Obviously our work is different, but we're both creating in different ways and feel a lot of resistance day to day, a lot of ups and downs um, with what we're working on. And I think ultimately what is most helpful about that is that both of us have a sense of purpose for why we're doing what we're doing. And even though the purpose is maybe slightly different, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing. You know, we're not the same melded person. Even though that's the case, we are able to share that with each other and also remind each other of that in the darkest times. So when things get really, really challenging, you know, we're always the first to remind each other of that. And I think that's incredibly helpful that we, we get that, that kernel of hope and inspiration. Uh, and then, of course, the challenging part is, is time. I think both of us have endless task lists and our schedules are so fluid that at any given moment, either of us or both of us may feel pressure that we want to be at home or at a coffee shop getting some work done. You're always making a choice between doing that versus doing something else together, hanging out together, chit-chatting, etc. Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of it is figuring out the right rhythm for the relationship over time. Where it's like, okay, well, obviously that work is, isn't going to go anywhere, right? For the next few years or beyond, we're both just going to be busier and busier. There's going to be more and more to do. Our teams are going to get bigger and bigger. So there's more and more people to have to interact with. Yeah, I think ultimately it's figuring out what's the right rhythm for us so that we both feel like we're being seen and being heard and being supported while still being able to be productive, which we have to, we still have to be. I don't think the timing is that challenging. I think it gets challenging when agreements or when there's miscommunication of our schedules. I'm just always home, so I'm just always free. <laughs> but then I think James, especially with the time difference, when it's nighttime for me, he's just like just winding down his day or like he, he's just it's his afternoon, like late afternoon. Ever since we've met, he's made a very good effort in making time, even if it's just like you know, on the most hectic of days, and this honestly doesn't happen often, I can maybe count on one hand where he'll just call me to say goodnight at, at the end of a long day. But then we'd at least talk for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, almost every night. So I feel like that rhythm, as you said, has been helpful in making it seem like, you know, no matter how busy my day was, no matter how busy his day was, at the end of the day, I can come home and talk to him and just vent or share or dream together and that's kind of like you know a touch point where we can come together and be like oh yes you know I have this person and then you know I'm here for him too. Yeah. Agreed. I definitely think the purpose-driven startup slash YouTube channel and you know just the the way that you guys go about approaching your individual careers because it's so purpose-driven I think it's like a core of who you are as people. You're being intentional with the things that you're doing. And so with that just being aligned, I can definitely see how that would help both of you support each other in pursuing your own dreams and, you know, picking each other up when things get hard. I think going back to what you were just saying about how like the purpose-driven core, you know, when you first meet someone, inevitably, one of the first couple of questions, it doesn't need to be the first, but like it will soon come up like, hey, what do you do? And I think it was because he probably saw in me my desire to, you know, do the things that I'm do to help people in the way that I'm trying to help people. And just like how I saw in him, you know, the company he's trying to build, the people he's trying to help. And I think that just 
made things a lot easier because I think during the five or so years that I was single, because I've become a far more career-driven person, like it just makes it easier when you have someone who can share in your drive, even if they're building their own thing. But again, it's kind of like the two worlds right next to each other, Venn diagram moving forward in the same direction. You guys are both very ambitious people, but the things that you want to do all go back to helping others. And I think that's also really important too, because you could have met mm. someone who was very career oriented, very ambitious, but maybe was doing something that just wasn't really contributing to society or the community, you know? And I, so I can definitely see both of you guys doing that um, for the world with what you're doing right now. Yeah. Wow. How wow. cute. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just dating her for the followers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so funny because there's a there's a viral article within the tech world titled Founder Hounder. And it's these girls who wear Lululemons and go to Soul Cycle and like they dress a certain way, they talk a certain way, who makes it their life purpose to date a founder so that mm. they can strike rich, you know, when they IPO or whatever. So I sent that article to him earlier on to be like, this is the only reason why I'm dating you. And he's like, great. The only reason why I'm dating you is because of your following. I'm like, great. We have a, we have a solid agreement. I was like, joke's on you. A startup is the worst way to make money. <laughs> All right. So both of you guys, again, have been in a long distance relationship for two years. And in one of our episodes, I believe it was episode six, Rowena and I did a Q&A on relationships. One of the questions that we answered or we shared thoughts on living together before marriage. Rowena had shared that she didn't think that was necessary, nor is it something that she would want to do. But on the other hand, she mentioned that, James, you might have a differing opinion. And so bringing this back to a question we asked earlier about you guys are still doing long distance. When you do end up on the same coast, do you see yourself moving in together before getting married? Damn, you brought you brought the receipts from episode six, <laughs> eleven episodes ago. I'm very organized. Just in the wings, waiting to ask this question. No, I think um, you know you're. So you're right. Going into this relationship, my personal view or expectation has always been to date someone for a little bit, and then at some point move in together, get to know what that's like. You know, kind of test that out, and then at some point get engaged, get married, etc. It's kind of like the order that was in my head. Yeah, obviously Ro has a different approach to it. And I think over time I've come to respect it, obviously, and really think through, okay, what are the things that if we were to live together, what were the questions that would have wanted to answer? A, are those questions potentially answerable without living together? Or B, are these things, things that matter enough that when you do finally get a chance to live together, that you wouldn't have, you, you would be able to work them out anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you know, hopefully the plan is for us to move in together sometime later this year. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. <laughs> one of the reasons why I wanted to move down closer to LA partially was to be closer to family, but also position myself or position ourselves to be in the neighborhood of the area that she, she grew up in and be able to spend more time with our families before we take this next step. 
Y'all, you heard it here first on the Voice Hugs podcast. <laughs> mm You know, Viv, we're just doing it for you, right? We just want to make sure that we're closer to you so we can spend some more time with you. Yeah, so the voice hugs can thrive. You can f- have more in-person voice hugs episodes. Group hug while voice hugging. <laughs> exactly. Oh, how exciting. I'm very excited. Did you guys hear what I just heard? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys hear what I just heard? <laughs> no comment. Hopefully, we'll hear more from James. How did you enjoy your first voice hugs appearance? I feel like I just blacked out again and just came back. <laughs> I faded back in again. I don't know why my palms are all so sweaty. No, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I think, um, you know, like I said at the beginning, what you two are doing is really, really not easy. And I think people take it for granted. They're like, oh, podcasting, you just get in front of couple microphones and just start talking and then you just record everything and publish it but it's actually much more difficult than people think again as an avid listener since the very very first episode i've heard kind of the evolution of not just the questions but also the banter and all the topics that you've covered in depth over time and so i just want to give you both a shout out for all the amazing work that you're doing to help people And also, Viv, you gave us a shout out for being entrepreneurs, but you've been putting together this project and leading it since the beginning. And I know that you've been out of your comfort zone and growing as you've been growing the podcast. So great job. Thank you. I feel so seen. (laughs) Thanks, Jams. (laughs) Round of applause for Viv. For all of us. See you guys on episode 34. I'll be on no, every sooner than episodes. that. <laughs> All right, let's film another one after this. <laughs> <laughs> let's film like 10 more. James can be our third host. <laughs> if you guys have any questions for James, please email us at hello at voicehugspodcast.com or DM us. I forgot to mention too, I'm I'm now for the first time in years experiencing the roommate life because my one of my team members from Brazil is staying with me here in LA. And and so it's funny being on the other side of this because usually when Ro is either recording a podcast or filming for her one of her YouTube videos, she just tells me to leave for like four hours. And then I have to go wander the streets and look for a co-working space or some or a cafe for me to work at. And now I'm on the other side of it, I've shut my roommate in his room for the last hour and a half. <laughs> I'm like, you don't you dare make a single noise. No. So <laughs> after this, I'm gonna have to go let him out of his cage. Aww. <laughs> Please let your roommate know we are very thankful for. We'll be, we'll, we'll be here for another ten hours. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, James, for hopping onto this podcast. You have been such a huge help for us since the very beginning, and I feel very supported by our fan club president. So thank you again for being on this episode. We're definitely going to have you guys back. Thank you to Rowena and James for sharing more insights into your relationship. And thank you to Vivian for being an excellent superstar moderating host who I honestly think you, you you're so good this episode. I was I was take I was blown away. I'm still blown away. Maybe this is the direction we can move in, Viv. Away. We can we can <laughs> we can moderate and bring guests on like James. 
Yeah. Yeah, let us know who you would like to see or hear on our podcast. Sky's the limit. Don't be shy. All right. Again, you can always contact us, hello at voicehugspodcast.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram, voicehugspodcast. All right. Sending everyone huge voice hugs wherever you are in the world. Thank you for listening in today. And we'll see you guys next episode. Voice hugs. Voice hugs. <laughs> oh. Voice hugs. <laughs> <laughs>